This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, Marv Rabbi We continue with what I believe is part 8 of the Titanic. And how are we doing? Are we on? Okay. And uh, the Gemara Nivamis, the Sugya Nivamis on Daf Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Amin Aleph, and then on to Kuf Chaf Aleph Amin Bez, tells us the basic halacha, which is codified in Shulchan Aruch, that if someone falls into Mayim, Shein Lohem Soif, the halacha is the woman is not allowed to get remarried. Why? Because even though in all probability the guy did not make it through, there is a miyot that uh, maybe survive, uh, of people that survive. So why didn't we see him? A current took him to the other end. He's carried into a bubble in the water. Somehow, some way, he survived the uh, accident, and he's still alive. Why didn't we hear from him? I don't know. Maybe intentionally, he doesn't. Uh, he's taking advantage of his anonymity, freedom. his freedom. In any event, that is the uh, the conclusion of the Gemara. However, if she does get married, she does not have to get divorced. So from there, we see that this is only a chash derabanon. If it would be a chash deraisa, she would have to get divorced. Fine. There's a, so we, we've mentioned that possibly if there's another factor to add into the equation, which would say that not only in all likelihood is the guy dead, but an additional reason why we should assume that he didn't make it through, perhaps he could be Makal. On the other hand, we pointed out that Toysvis on the Gemara, the Gemara brought the opinion of, of Rabashi, Ravashi said that if the person who drowned was a Tzorba Merabanon, a famous person, then she could get married because if he would have survived, we would have heard about it. Which implies that if you have two rives, you could be Mekal. And the Gemara says, no, even if the person is Tzorba Merabanon, you still can't get married. And Toysus asks, why not? But you have two rives. And Toysus says, well, even by two rives, you still can't get remarried. So this sort of rocks our boat <laughs> because... Um, that would indicate that even with an additional factor to be lenient, you still cannot be lenient. We pointed out, though, maybe only in a situation of a famous person you can't be lenient because that's um, a individual exception. But if you had a factor which would apply to all cases, then perhaps you could be lenient. In other words, maybe we're only not lenient by a famous person because otherwise, because light plug. In other words, we can't make exceptions for a certain class of people. But if you had an additional factor, we mentioned the factor, the chsam soifer, the bezman hazeh, there's technology, and if a person would have survived, we would have heard about it. Perhaps then you could be makal. Okay, today I want to start off talking about um, a similar story to the Titanic, just with one additional factor, and that is the um, factor of falling into the water. This is a tshuva. Look at number 34. Tshuva near the Igres Moshe um, about a guy who was on an airplane and Loyaleno, the airplane, crashed into the English Channel. And we can't, we can't find him. So could the wife remarry? That's number 34, the Igres Moshe. Chilak Ebeno Ezer, Semen Memches. Be'inyan Eidos Arkois. Regarding the Eidos of um, the 
non-Jewish courts, Sha'Allah the airplane, the airplane nafal b'hayam. So Rav Moshe discusses the following factor. What if the the officials have on their record that the guy died? You know, let's say the airline was a Russian airline, and the Russian government offers a proclamation, an unsolicited proclamation. Everyone on the on the plane died. Is that real testimony? How do they know everybody died? Because a Gentile saw is that admissible, uh, admissible testimony in our courts? So let's deal with uh, this Shaila. Says Rav Moshe Nebu Dvar HaAguna Yafa Kosavta Sheidus Arkois Meha Var Department. You wrote correctly that any testimony from the Gentile War Department Shahidio they had document that they, they made it known through their document Sha'Allah airplane. In other words, how do we know the guy even got onto the plane? Well, we have, you know, two kosher yidin who saw the guy got onto the plane. No, they have on their records the guy got onto the plane. Is that admissible evidence? The airplane zen nafal b'hayam, hanoida b'shem English channel. The English channel. Not to be confused with the history channel. The English channel. He edus sheyesh lismay chazah. Says Rav Moshe, this is an admissible testimony. Because we do not assume that a judicial department will lie. So we can rely on the testimony of the War Department that this guy got on the plane and the plane crashed. And especially if they told the woman before she asked, so then there's no reason for us to assume that they're just feeding into her request, but they unsolicited, they gave unsolicited information that the guy got onto the plane and the plane crashed. Um, if they let her know, know before the time that she would have asked them, then this has an additional backing that they're not... You know, it's one thing if somebody goes and officially tells you certain evidence, we could suspect maybe they have an agenda. But there's a concept of that if somebody just says something in the course of conversation, they don't have any specific agenda. The truth comes out in the course of regular speaking. So then they're letting her know that her husband was on the plane and the plane crashed is They didn't have to write her anything. If she needed to ask them, then this might be something that they would have to respond. But if she didn't need to ask, in other words, this unsolicited offering of information is considered and therefore it can be relied on. The only thing is, at best, all they know is he got on the plane and the plane crashed. But they don't know he died. And then he fell into Mayim Shein Lahem Saif, which we can't rely that he died. So L'Chaira, it should be... Um, it should be usher for her to remarry. 
but you wrote well, meaning the questioner, Rav Moshe is addressing the questioner, you are correct in that which you wrote. The Yeshkan Shrei Rubi. There are two rubes here. The Ruba Me'elu Anoiflimi Airplane Apareach Shugavaya Ma'od Mesim Takeoff. Most people that fall from an airplane at a high altitude, they die immediately at, at impact. You don't have a, you know, it's very, very uh, rare that somebody would survive that kind of crash. The Haroiv Me'elush and Avamayam and the Miot that did not die upon impact and fell into the sea, Mesim, most of them drown. The Achroinim Atiram betray Ruby. The Achroinim say if you have two Raivs, it's Mutter. So what are the two rives in this case? If someone just falls into Mayim Shein Lahem Saif, it's one rive. But in this case, the airplane crashed. Most people in a crash, they die. And even if they don't die, most people that drown, they die. I, Toysva says, we don't rely on two rives. The Achroinim say we do. Says Ramosh Havel, MS, the truth is, Shemit Toysva's Dav Chaf Kufchav Aleph Muchach Shigam Betray Ruby Asura Kikoshas Hapeschei Tshuva I mean the fact that nowadays they, they can put out massive search parties to find anyone who might have survived you know uh, doesn't factor into this so well, that if he had survived he would have been found well that that was another rave that we mentioned earlier that's part of the modern technology that if the guy is alive how come we didn't find him now, maybe you'll say that Toysvis, it's not that Toysvis holds that we don't rely on two rives. Maybe Toysvis holds that Sorba Mirabanan Kala Isle Savish Ain Rive Kidaratis Maybe there is no rive that most famous people will hear about. But Ramosha rejects that. But in any event, look at Ramosha in the next paragraph. Al Kapanami Toysis Muchach Sha'asri Bitre Ruba. Says Ramosha, the truth is that it's a very good question. That all those who are matter by two rives, Toysvis says explicitly that two rives doesn't help. But the truth is, the Achroinim are matter. So it's true. Toysvis says two rives is not a heter, but the Achroinim say it is. So in Halacha, you follow the Basra, you follow the later authorities, and the Achorinim are willing to rely on two rives. Now we've explained Svaras from Rabbi Yitzhak why Toysus is not a contradiction to relying on two rives. Maybe the reason we don't rely on the rive of Tzor Merabana is because it's one particular exception. We have to use, do things across the board. Or one uh, idea we mentioned is that the reason Toysus doesn't hold up two rives is because those rives do not happen simultaneously. Do you remember this? Those rives do not happen simultaneously. The two rives of Taisvis are, one rive is, most people who fall into Mayim Shein Lahem Saif drown. And, even if they didn't drown, if we don't know where they are now, the guy must have died. So it happens a little bit later, the second rive. The second rive of, well, if he didn't drown, so where is he? So he must, so he must be dead. That happens at a different time. So th- when the rives happen at a different time, then Tysus is not willing to rely on two rives. But in this case of Ramosha, you could say maybe they do happen simultaneously. Either you die an impact in the water or you drown in the water. Now, it's not exactly the same time. Maybe you could clarify. Now, what difference does it make if it's the same time or not? If you look at number 35 in the Shalsa Chuvas, 
Aryeh Debe Eloi, a Rab Aryeh Leibish Lifshitz. Um, he, he mentions that the concept of two rives, uh, think of it this way. If 90% is not good, why is 95% good? Like, is there really a line of demarcation between rive, one rive and two rives? What's the difference? Okay, but in terms of percentage, so he says that there is a difference. The concept of roiv is, you can't rely on one roiv. It's still a suffix. Two roivs become svek sveka. Svek sveka is usually mutter, but the law of svek sveka is the two svekos have to, have to be simultaneous. So look at number 35. He says, the when two rives help, have a ketre svekos. Then it's like two svekos, the matirin svekseka b'chomakayim. And we matter svekseka everywhere. Vahainu tre svekos v'shachada. That is, two svekos at one time. Aval i safek hasheni bala achamikan. But if the second suffix happens later, eno nidon v'svekseka, it's not considered a svekseka. And therefore he says, a few lines down, if the roiv hanedvam lemisa happens immediately, and the roiv tzor rabbanu kala islays la'achar's man, let's say many days, that he, the roiv, that if somebody would have survived, he would have heard about it, well, when would we have heard about it? It takes some time to say, well, we would have heard about it by now. It's some time later. Therefore you can't rely on two roivs. Masha'in kain, another two roivs, which happen simultaneously, you could rely on. But bottom line is, Ramesha doesn't get into how to explain why Toysus is not a contradiction to following two rives. Ramesha just says, Toysus holds we don't follow two rives, and the Achwainim say, we do. Look on the third line in Ramesha, number 34, the bottom right-hand paragraph. It says Ramesha, furthermore, V'gam istaber, it's also logical, Shabinafila may airplane, Shagavaya ma'oid, falling from a very high airplane, Leka af mia chenitzoylen, not 10% survived. Not 1% survived. No one has ever survived an airplane that hit the ground. Furthermore, the Gamyeshu Tsarif, another heter. So one heter is two ribs. Most airplanes that hit the ground, most people die, and even if they didn't, they were drowned. Number two, it's not even a rive. If the airplane hit the ground, nobody survives. Number three, it's been 10 years, we haven't heard a word about this guy. That the opinion of the Chumas Hadeshen and his Psakim and the Chsam Soifer and Simon Ches and Samachay, Shevis Manenu, Kal Adam Nowadays, everyone has a status of a celebrity. Shakala Islay, we would hear about whether they survived. Mishim Shayde Habe Doar, through the mail, Vahatsai Tungin, or the newspapers. After Lahoida, I feel like we could find out what's going on on the other end of the world. Anyone survives a big plane crash would be news because it's such a rare thing. You don't have to be a famous person. Okay, just right. Be, just surviving that crash makes you famous. Yeah. Okay, I, his point is, even without that, his point is that nowadays with the news, if somebody's alive, you're going to find out about it. You're right, and the fact that he would survive, he would become a, a celebrity. And as of Moshe, the 
The reason we don't hold of Tzorim Rabbanan, that if the person would have survived, we would have heard about it, Sha'am Rabbi Gemara, Mefar Shachim Asadashan, Mishlam She'en Lechalak B'Gzeres Chachamim. You can't start making differentiations in the Gzeres of Chazal, what type of person we're dealing with, Litein Hadar V'Lashiyurin. Lachem B'Zmaneinu. Therefore, in our time, Shekulam Ketzorim Rabbanan, Yesh Makim Lahater Be'Avad Zechrai. That if 10 years pass, let's say, and when there's no news of the guy's whereabouts, then we're going to matter it. Vimkain, Koshikain, Atab Yameinu. Certainly, in our times, Shenoidim Ap Yamecha Mikal Oil Mamish. It's not like in the times of the Chsam Soifer that, you know, yeah, we're going to read in the newspaper about uh, what happened on the other end of the world. Says Rav Moshe, you know, technology has advanced so much through the telegrams, through the telephones. Shulain Misbar. The telephones and the te- telegrams work much better, says Moshe, in uh, 1956. You know, in the, in the modern time, in 1956, the telegrams work much better than they used to. And you could extrapolate to our times, when someone sneezes on the other end of the world, you know, everybody knows about it, they're going to put it up on uh, social media, you know, they're going to let you know what type of tissue they used. And you have a close-up shot of it. It's Kilo, you're there. They'll Skype you in. You know, it's called TMI. Too much information, right? But uh, certainly, traveling to our times, the Chadaim Shula in this for Yosefim here is Nizman Chasam Soifer, much faster than Tanz Chasam Soifer. The Koshik game is Nizman Chumas Adeshen. Yesh Makam Lahatir. So what's what's interesting is whatever Hatem Ramosha is giving is magnified a thousandfold over the last 50 years. You know, if somebody would have survived with what we... Although, you know, how many people, you know, the United States government looking for terrorists, how long it takes them to find them, where they are, all they have to do is they throw their cell phone out and then nobody knows where anybody is. So, I guess it works both ways. Well, they're trying to hide. Okay. Maybe in such a case there's no suffix even at all. And it's definitive that it's mutter. So, so far we have another number of kulas in this case of the English channel. Number one, there are two rives. The second rive is most people that crash, they die. Number two, it's not even a rive. Everybody who crashes does not survive. Number three, the Svar Sam Soifer, that with technology, if the person would have survived, we would have heard about it, magnified to today. Number four now. If you remember, back in one of the earlier parts, there was a sheet of the Mordechai quoted from Rabbi Eliezer Mivardun, that Chazal don't say, it doesn't say she can never get married, it says she can't get married. But it's up to the Chazal to say, you know what? It's already seven years and we still haven't heard from this guy. Of course she's not going to get married, but not indefinitely. There is a time can come for the Chachamim to evaluate and say, okay, so she taka listened and she didn't get married, but, but now she could get married. But that was the Chiddush of Rav Lezmi Vardan, that it was not a eternal Isser, it's just until the Chachamim see fit. Then, um, When the God-fearing sages feel it's time, Sikfar in this topic, Aye, who remembers who argued on the Mordechai and Rav Lezmi Vardan? The base Yosef. It says, Rav Moshe, Even though we conclude 
to argue on him and to ask him forever, it is an opinion of the Rishonim and you could rely on it. Ah, now Rav Moshe says a very interesting svara. Says Rav Moshe, there were three people on the airplane. I guess it was a personal jet for and two of them were found dead in the water. So that's a rive. Because if there are three people on the airplane and two of them were found dead, we should follow the rive that this guy is dead. If anything, that's a reason to be machmer in this case. Because if there are three people on the plane and two of them are found dead, and the other guy we don't know about, so why wasn't he found dead? You know why? Because he's, uh, he's in the British Museum right now. That's why. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's alive. That's why he's not found dead. So it says to Moshe, don't use that rife to prove he's dead. If anything, it's slightly indicative of the opposite. It says to Moshe, that we should follow the roiv, the kan, gufei loimesh, gamzash tushimes, says Ramesh, no, yesh lefakbeik, the neima leidach gisa, let's say the other way, the midoloi nimsames, the fact that we didn't find him dead, kashnayim, like the other two, uvehechach nishtanamei roiv, obviously he's different than the roiv, maybe the reason he's different from the roiv is because he's alive, efshashu mitzad shuchai venitzel ezamokim, so says Ramesh, we're not going to go so far as to say that she can't remarry, we're not going to use this as a um, deficiency in the Chazaka. We're not going to say that's a proof that he's alive. Because a lot of people drown that we don't find. But to prove from there that he died, you could say not like that. But as Ramosha concludes, to Lamaisa, Mater, the woman, you need to set up a Bezdin and have Bezdin deliberate. And she should be present as the Bezdin deliberates. So Rav Moshe is Makel, but again, this is not really going to help us that much for the Titanic. Because Rav Moshe's main kula is the second roiv, that it wasn't just someone fell out of a boat, it was someone fell out of a plane. And that's another roiv, or even more than a roiv. Yes, Rav Moshe throws in other factors, technology, so why don't we know where they are? And he throws in the factor that after many years you can be moderate, but it's pretty clear the main svara lahater is the additional factor that they fell out of a plane. Would Rav Moshe say in the case of a Titanic, where it's only one roiv, but many years have passed, and with all the technology, would he still be makel? We don't have evidence he would be makel even in that case. But there's one additional factor that I'll conclude with that um, is a very reasonable svara lahakel for um, those who survived the Titanic, and that will be, that will be number 37. Number 37. Okay, this is Shams Ritruvus Maharsham, Chela Gimel, Simon Reish Nunbez. Where basically someone fell off of a boat, but the Marsham, Rev. 
Shalom Mordechai Shvadron, one of the Poiske Hadar at the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, he says, Meoz Higiani Mechdava Vinei Bedvar Ishes Raberel Vinker, the wife of Raberel Vinker. Fishikasva Harav Mi Providence, Mi Prava Demens. Shasa Kalag Vios Edos. After the accident that the boat broke with Hechamayim, it was a cold one that night. So it was a cold night and the boat broke. The lifeboats and the sailors got there in a hurry to get those who drowned out. And they saved 60 people. Reveral Winkler, one of the guys, was Reveral Winkler. Everyone who saw him recognized him well. And it's not like his body saw. You see, very often, if you take a body out of the water, you can, and people say, yeah, I, I know it's him. Well, you know it's him. Somebody drowns, the body, the, the face swells up. Maybe it's somebody else. It looks like the person now because of the swelling. No, but it was so cold, there was no swelling. Basically, they found his body dead. And the, the people say, this is Beryl Vinker. Now, normally we can't always rely on what people say because the body gets distorted in the water, but it was so freezing that he was preserved exactly. We know for sure he's on the boat. And they found a letter on him, a, a receipt that um, Beryl Vinker gave a watch to his watchmaker to fix, and and he, he was carrying it on him. Everyone recognized him. And Bechlal, even without that, he had drowned in water. So even if we didn't find the body, if we just would have known that he drowned, we should be able to uh, matter him. So look, if you find the body, there's nothing to talk about. But the question is, what about people they didn't find the body? Says the Marsham, Ulam Iker Hasavik al Ishis Robero Steiner. So Robero Vinker, Nebuch, they brought out his body, they recognized him, he had. Um, he had the birthmark that everybody knew about. Everybody knew this was Raberel Vinker. Fine. But what about Raberel Steiner? Raberel Steiner, they never found his body. We had Edos, he was also on the boat. They didn't find him. And the halacha is, Even if we saw him go under the amount of time, Providence, the rabbi from Providence, 
So Lechayra, Rav Steiner, we don't know where he is. So the wife, Lechayra, should not be able to remarry. However, the rabbi from Providence, he wants to say, because it was very cold, to the point where even people who went on to the lifeboats, and after four hours, the people that they rescued in the lifeboats, they were very far from the coast, about 10 miles away, English, Milan Angliois, about 10 English miles away. Even the people that made it onto the lifeboats, more than half of them froze to death. In other words, Adam, let's say they rescued 100 people on the lifeboats, 50 of them died of hypothermia or of frostbite. After they pulled them out of the water. From the air. But even the 50% that survived, they could not move a limb of their body until they brought them to the hospital. And with the help of doctors, they regained the function of some of their limbs. So just, you know, you could paint the picture how cold it was. 50% of the people that went right onto the lifeboats never fell into the water. Bechlal died. 50% of the people in that freezing cold trip from the middle of the ocean to the coast, they died of frostbite. The other 50% could not move a limb and they regained control of some of them. Now one person there left unamputated. Even the people that, that were survived, they all had some toes or fingers or arms cut off. It was also very dark. And it was very dark. And the next day they sent many boats. The next morning they found another 80 bodies. And they're all dead, obviously. The only thing is, Bay's shin is not found. Rav Beryl Steiner, he wasn't on the first lifeboat, he was, his body was not laying in the water. Says the Marsham, in such a case, where it's not regular Mayim Shein Lahem Soif, it's freezing waters. It was so cold that even the people who got onto the lifeboats, they basically all died. But certainly none of them was able to move a limb. So this Beishin, this Beryl Steiner, who fell into the water, there's no question he also was in a situation where he couldn't move. Now, not being able to move and being in water is not a good combination. We don't have to w- worry that maybe uh, he encountered a raft. And you're only dealing with the subject of Rabbanon to begin with, of Mayim Shalem Saif. In such a case, Loigazru Chazal. Well, then, this might be a very strong reason to be made in the case of the Titanic, because they were not uh, cruising along, you know, Florida or, uh, or any resort areas in, uh, near South America. 
Yeah, they, they, they were, exactly. The iceberg gashed open the hull of the ship. If you're in the northern Arctic, these are definitely Mayim Karim. And uh, besides the roiv that most people drown in Mayim Chen Lam Saif, the, the very, very cold conditions certainly uh, add an additional factor. And that might be ultimately another heter for the tragic case of the Titanic. So, Mirza Hashem, I think the plan is tomorrow to finish this up. And as a Hashem, hope to see everyone tomorrow. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.